My gosh, they've run out of Monaco bars. Ribbit, I'm a frog and I listen to Tune FM Anthology. That's good. That's a good frog. Welcome to Anthology Volume 13. Tomorrow is Halloween and coincidentally, it's Volume 13. So today is the spooky themed episode and I'm joined by Cal, Hattie and Hannah in the studio. Good evening, everybody. Good evening. (laughs) Yes, I can promise there's some very spooky things in store. You might get a little bit scared, get something to to cuddle up to. But um, we're going to start like we always do. Well, firstly, I'm going to ask how everybody's week was. How was, how's everybody going? Hannah, you can. <laughs> it was good. Wow. We had a get together on the weekend with the oh, Heather's Oh, we did. Cast. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, we and did. we sung karaoke. We worked mm. out for two and a half hours straight. So yeah. yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah. It's always good. <laughs> mm. I haven't done much. Really? Uneventful. Much. Other than rehearsals for Millie. Oh, yes. And we'll yes. talk about that in a second. We will. We will. What about you, Cal? Um, I'm on uni holiday, so I've just been doing nothing and enjoying it. That's great. Same. I've been doing pretty much nothing as well. It's fantastic. Anyway... While we are here, we're going to talk a little bit at first about what's going on around Armadale, if you're interested in theatre, which you are because you're listening to this show. Whoa. Um, first <laughs> of all, mention of the show that we spent last week plugging. Chicago the Musical is on at the Pavilion at the Armadale Showground from November 1st to 10th. That is this week. Uh, so make sure you get tickets because they're probably almost gone at this point. Um, they were selling very, very fast. And it's going to be a fantastic show. Little Fish doing some great stuff. It's got a great cast. Um, I've seen glimpses of the space and talked to the director and stuff, of course, last week. And it's looking and sounding fantastic. Um, Second thing, ADMS are doing Resonance, which is poetry and plays for participation, which are both written and directed by Graham Patterson, who is from Armadale. There are four different performances on four different themes between November 13th and the 23rd in the mall under the canopy in the mall in Armadale. Tickets for that are at Reader's Companion, $8 for one, or you can get four tickets to any of them for $20. Um, And you can mix that up. You can go take four people to one of them or get yourself to all four of them, whatever combination you want there. But we're going to hand over to Hattie now because there's another show that is coming up very soon. Oh, yes. Well, um, this year's Javal High School production of Thoroughly Modern Millie will start performing on Tuesday the 13th of November. And then we'll have a matinee Wednesday the 14th and a nighttime one for that one. And then we'll also have one for Friday the 16th. Excellent. Is that, well. that here at the... It's at the A1, the Arts Theatre here at the uni. Yeah. Excellent. And where can we get our tickets? Um, so they're just on Try Booking. I don't have the link, so I can't read it out or anything. I'm, I'm not sure that organised. find it on Facebook or the... Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's on Facebook, I think. <laughs> so find it on Facebook. Get your yeah. typing fingers searching for tickets to that one. And last thing that I'll make mention of, um, because, you know, it's all well and good talking about all the the people putting on theatre, all the the adults putting on shows, but Taz Junior School, the little kids are getting up on stage, they're having their turn. It's uh, Alice in Wonderland Junior. It's their fourth annual um, musical that they're doing with the Junior School. 
Um, and that one opens on the 6th of December. Tickets are up and on sale now. There's a um, there's a matinee on this Thursday, the 6th of December, and then night shows on Friday the 7th and Saturday the 8th. So make sure you're getting along to support that as well because they're the, they're the future. They're the up-and-coming Armadale people. Um, we've had Cal and Hattie on the show before. We'll, we'll get back and talk to them in a bit. But first, Hannah, is her first time on the show. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I'm a singer. I'm moving to Brisbane next year and I'm doing musical theatre full time. Excellent. For a whole year and I cannot wait. That's the dream. It's going to be so good. Yeah. I bet. I mean, <laughs> that's where we all want to get. Um, yeah, so Hannah as well, of course, was involved in Heather's this year. Weren't we all? Yeah, weren't we all? <laughs> Those were the days. Tonight, we all are. Well, I was only half involved. But yeah, yeah, but I, I kind of slacked out on most of it. <laughs> but um, Hattie and Cal, we had you guys on, I don't know how long ago. Cal, it's been a while. Hattie, I'm not sure. I forget, I forget. I lose track of my own show. Yeah, it was a while ago. Yeah, it was. Mm. But um, tell us a little bit about yourselves in case people haven't been listening that long. Well, me, um, what what do you not know about me? Um, Everyone knows Hattie. Yeah, who doesn't? Um, yeah. He's iconic. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. Um <laughs> Yes, yeah, so I'm at Javal. I'm one of the two arts captains. Thank Me you, do. thank you. Yeah, and as well as everyone else in the room, I was in Heather's. For those of you that you were the star, couldn't be, of I, I was. Yeah, yeah. For those of you that couldn't be bothered to come and watch it, shame on you. Um, yeah, that's about it. I don't have anything else. Wow. <laughs> and Cal, we know that name because we've been. When you're not here, we're normally talking about you in the director's seat, aren't we? True. Yeah. Cal directed Where the Wild Things Are, mm-hmm. and he also was direct. He directed me actually in um, <laughs> <laughs> one called Pig, which was fun. Very fun. It was a lot of fun. And yeah, so we've been talking obviously not too long ago about Theater Three Three Threes. Congratulations on that, by the way. Thank you. And, um, yeah, that's probably where you know that name from. And we're, we've got him here in the studio tonight, which is fantastic. Yeet. Um, <laughs> yeet. Um, so, as you may have guessed by the fact that, coincidentally, on the day before Halloween, this is Anth- Anthology Volume 13, I couldn't pass up that little coincidence. And um, we're going to be talking mostly on the theme of horror and spoopiness tonight. So... Horror musicals. Who can think of a horror musical that um, they know of? We're gonna. That's gonna, mainly what we're gonna be talking about tonight. Mm. Um, the best musical of all time, Rocky Horror. <gasps> yes, absolutely. How would oh, I forget Rocky Horror? <laughs> it's shame it's on in me. the title. It's right there. Rocky it, it, Horror. It, 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 it is, but when <laughs> you've when you've seen it as many times as I have, it doesn't. It's not a horror anymore. It's not a traditional horror. It's in not. Any sense. There's Little no. Shop of Horrors. <gasps> little, little Shop, shop of horrors. horrors. Well, I was going to say something like Sweeney Todd, but mm-hmm. Sweeney Todd, probably one yeah. of the most famous horror musicals as well. Um, mm-hmm. So far, the, there's there's definitely some titles that are popping up that we're going to be playing music <laughs> from tonight. Ooh. The Phantom. Is that the horror? Phantom. That is horror. Yeah. That counts as horror. He mm. does technically die at the end. It has horror themes. Oh, everybody dies in musicals. Yeah. 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 I mean, even you died. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then we have to mention Heather's. That yes, Heather's. Yep. Yes, kind of the elephant in the room at this point. Yeah, definite um, horror themes there. Um, <laughs> then there's uh, my favorite, Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. Yes, yes, yes. That yes. is mm. so good. Probably more famous as not a musical, but it is also a musical. So if you like Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde, watch that because it is. I've heard the soundtrack. I haven't actually seen it yet. Yeah, well, it, so I love it. I'm just saying. <laughs> so I think so it's very good. Watch it, everybody. Adam's family? Yes. Yeah, that's <gasps> horror. Oh, that's yeah. Taylor, that's a shout-out to you. Should all do our evil laughs later. Yep, so the Adam's family. It's interesting, though, that horror isn't traditionally as... Well, not always. Um, you think of horror and you think of, oh, um, someone walks into a haunted house and then there's a ghost that's going to kill them or something. But you got things like The Addams Family. It's quite lighthearted, but it's got horror themes. It's very horror-y. I knew I forgot <laughs> something. That was what I forgot. Yeah. Do-do-do-do. All righty. Well, that's been interesting. R- just a reminder of all those dates and stuff and where to get tickets. Chicago, 1st to the 10th of November at the Pavilion at the Armadale Showground. Tickets off their Facebook, Little Fish's Facebook page, their website, or trybooking.com slash capital U-X-V-Y. Uh, Resonance, that is November 13th to 23rd in the mall. Tickets from the Reader's Companion or at the door. Hattie? Uh, thoroughly Modern Millie, 13th to the 16th of November. Tickets are on the Javel High School Facebook page. Excellent. And Taz Junior Schools, Alice in Wonderland Junior, uh, 6th to the 8th of December. And tickets are from the Taz website or trybooking.com slash I don't know because I can't find it. <laughs> Just go to the Taz website. Yeah. The, 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 they've got stuff there. Anyway, uh, we'll be back shortly after a song. Uh, This is a song from a horror musical, in case you thought that I wasn't going to stick to the theme. You're listening to 106.9 Tune FM, Anthology Volume 13. And this is a song from Sweeney Todd. There's immigrants everywhere (laughs) in this daycare centre. You shouldn't be doing anything except listening to Anthology on Tune FM. Well, you know me. Bright ideas just pop into my head and I keep thinking. Seems a downright shame. Shame. Seems an awful waste. Such a nice plump frame. What's his name has? Had. Has. Nor it can't be traced. Business needs a lift. Debts to be erased. Think of it as thrift, as a gift, if you get my drift. Now. Seems an awful waste I mean, with the price of meat What it is, when you get it If you get it Ah Good you got it Take for instance Mrs. Mooney and her pie shop Business never better using only pussy cats and toast Now a pussy's good for maybe six or seven at the most and I'm sure they can't get Paris for his taste. 
Mrs. Lovett, what a charming notion, well, eminently practical and yet appropriate as always. Mrs. Lovett, how I did without you all these years, I'll never know Think how about delectable. it, lots of other gentlemen will soon be also coming for a shave, won't they? Think of choice, all their noise. What's the sound of the world out there? What, Mr. Todd, what, Mr. Todd, what is that sound? Those crunching noises pervading the air. Yes, Mr. Todd, yes, Mr. Todd, yes, all around. It's man devouring man, my dear. Then who are we to deny it in here? These are desperate times, Mrs. Lovett, and desperate measures are called for. Here we are, hot from the oven. Mm. <sighs> what is that? It's priest. Have a little priest. Is it really good? Sir, it's too good, at least. Then again, they don't commit sins of the flesh, so it's pretty fresh. Awful lot of fat. Only where it's at. Haven't you got poet or something like that? No, you see, the trouble with poet is how do you know it's deceased? Try the priest. Mmm, heavenly. <laughs> not as hearty as bishop, perhaps, but then not as bland as curate either. <laughs> A good for business. Always leaves you wanting more. <laughs> trouble is, we only get it in Sundays. Lawyer's rather nice. It is for a price. Or to something else, though, to follow, since no one should swallow it twice. Anything is lean. Well, then, if you're British and loyal, you might enjoy Royal Marine. Anyway, it's clean. Though, of course, it tastes of wherever it's been. It's that squire on the fire. Mercy, now, sir, look closer. You'll notice it's grosser. Thicker, more like thicker. Now it has to be grosser, it's green. <laughs> <laughs> the history of the world, my love. Save a lot of graves, do a lot of relatives' favor. Is those below serving those up above? Everybody shaves, so there should be plenty of flavor. How gratifying for once to know that, that those above will serve those down below. Now let's see. We've got Tinker. Something Pinker. Taylor. Something. Potter? Something hotter? Butler? Something subtler. <laughs> Locksmith? <laughs> Lovely bit of clock. Maybe for a log. Then again, they're sweep if you want it cheap and you like it dark. Try the financier. Peak of his career. Uh, that looks pretty right. Well, he drank. Now it's bank cashier. Never really sold. Maybe it was old. Have you any beetle? Next week, so I'm told. Beetle isn't bad till you smell it and notice how well it's been greased. Stick to priests. Now, this may be a bit stringy, but then, of course, it's fiddle player. 
That's not fiddle player. That's piccolo player. How can you tell? It's piping hot. <laughs> <laughs> then blow on it first. <laughs> <laughs> the history of the world, my sweet. Oh, Mr. Todd, oh, Mr. Todd, what does it tell? It's who gets eaten and who gets to eat. And Mr. Todd, too, Mr. Todd, who gets to sound. But fortunately, it's all so clear. But everybody goes out well with it. Marine doesn't appeal to you. How about Rear Admiral? Too salty. <laughs> I prefer General. With or without his privates? With is extra. What is that? It's fop, finest in the shop. Well, we have some shepherds pie peppered with actual shepherd on top. <laughs> and I've just begun. That's a politician so oily. It's served with a doily, not one. Put it on a bun. Well, you never know if it's going to run. Try the fryer, fry destroyer. No, the clergy is really too coarse and too mealy. And always arrives overdone. They'll come again when you have judge on the menu. Wait, true, we don't have judge yet, but would you settle for the next best thing? What's that? Executioner. Have charity toward the world, my pet. Yes, yes, I know, my love. We'll take the customers that we can get. High born and low, my love. We'll not discriminate great from small No, we'll serve anyone Meaning anyone And to anyone At all That is a little priest from the musical Sweeney Todd, the demon barber of Fleet Street. What's so funny? Nothing. I don't know. Somebody was laughing about something. <laughs> Anyway, um, you're listening to Anthology Volume 13 on 106.9 Tune FM. And uh, I have a question for my guests. What kind of person would be the most delicious <sighs> to eat? <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Um. <laughs> if you had to eat one person, who would it be? Oh one um. person. I don't know, maybe like a yoga instructor? Because they'd be like, they take good care of themselves and they're, I don't know. No, but there'd be nothing to them. Cage-bred people, the people who don't go outside. Yeah, yeah. Just fattened up. Yeah. Mm. That's... I don't know. Yeah, that's probably... That's unpleasant to think about. But we still do it to animals because that's... Because they're yummy. It's just human people. Just (laughs) cognitive dissonance. (laughs) <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, what kind of people would be the yummiest? Um, Someone spicy. Someone spicy. <laughs> 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 Can you clarify what you mean by spicy? Um, I don't know. Spicy. <laughs> if you would describe someone as spicy, then they'd probably be spicy. Hmm. Fair enough. That's that's good logic. Yeah. Hattie. What kind of person would you want to eat? 
<laughs> I don't even know how to answer that. <laughs> um, Anyone but me. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't going to go for anyone in particular. I but, appreciate that. Um, he just got up really close and personal with the mic. It's like, I'm going to answer this question. I'm going to answer it once. No, I don't even know. Don't even know. No. I can't answer that. I'm not into cannibalism. I just... Yeah, Why I just not? can't. Why not? Makes great pies. Not your thing. No, it's not my yeah. thing. Mm. No. Yeah, it kind of freaks me out, actually. Yeah. I saw this episode of Bones where they ate people, and then I didn't sleep for weeks, so... Happens to me a bit, actually. If this radio studio was an island, and then we had to resort to cannibalism, who would, mm. who would, who would get eaten first, and who would it be that killed them and ate them? <laughs> um. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I think that Hattie would make sure that he wasn't the first person who got eaten. And he'd probably conspire to pick out somebody. Yeah, but I'd try, I'd try to be really strategic, but then it'd all fall apart because I really have no idea what I'm doing. Hmm. Uh, well, judging mm. by his moustache and the look he gave me before, it might be Jacob Maybe, maybe decides even, who's going to be eaten first. I don't even need yes. to be on an no. island. He'll take on his <laughs> Stalin persona. No, maybe we just sha- <laughs> save the moustache, just shave it off completely, like, but like leave it, it whole. That's the source and, of my and power. And then we can eat him. <laughs> <laughs> the moustache is the source the of must- my power. If you keep the moustache, that's fine. Yeah. As I long just long don't want to yeah, get rid of it. You can have it. Just like glue it just on. Glue it on. <laughs> glue it on. <laughs> <laughs> Someone uh. in the chat said that we all know Cal and Hattie are going to survive. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not wrong. Yeah, I think I'm a goner. <laughs> I would say so. <laughs> I would probably eat you out of desperation knowing that Cal and Hattie are going to survive. Well, there's not a lot on them. I'm just saying. But I, I mean, is there going to be like coconuts on the island? Like, do we have to live off of each other? Could we just go vego? I think the scenario is we had to resort to cannibalism. Oh. There was nothing else. Um... Well, no, I've got a new plan. What I'm going to do is I am going to find a ball, uh, put, a, put a face on it and call it Wilson and going to live out my days on the island like Tom Hanks. Cool. Hmm. That sounds like fun. Yeah. It's a very peaceful solution, Hattie. Instead of, instead of the ball, I'm going to name Jacob's moustache Wilson. My moustache already <laughs> has a name. What's it called? Yeah. Tiberius, okay. <laughs> oh. Tiberius. Tiberius. So if you were to shave it off and grow a new one, would you change the name? Yeah, there yeah. can't be another Tiberius. Oh, wow. There can be only one. <laughs> <laughs> no, Tiberius, because it's the middle name that works with every name. You put Tiberius as anyone's middle name and it works. Really? Mm-hmm. It just does. I don't know why. It just sounds good. Even even female names. Hannah Tiberius Ty. It sounds good. Wow. It works. I guess, kind of. You know, Jacob Tiberius Hunt. It just works. Mm. Well. Yeah. Oh, um, question from the the audience. If you if you had Wilson, um, I'm assuming the volleyball, or maybe the mustache, um, 
Is is he now an option for cannibalism? Um, no. Well, I don't know. I don't know how much nutritional like stuff you'd get from a volleyball. So I'm not. I'm, I think you'd probably get more out of eating Jacob's moustache than you would a volleyball. <laughs> you get a lot out of I eating. Don't know, you see those like weird mystery addiction shows where they eat <gasps> yes, mattresses they eat, and like, stuff. They eat like clay and chalk. So there was somebody <laughs> who was a- addicted to sucking on diapers, like wow. the yeah. disposable wow. nappies. Yeah, oh, no oh, idea. Yeah. There's your horror for the night, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> 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 and eating cat hair. Uh, <sighs> but does it have to be like a volleyball? Because if it was say a traditional football then there were like pigs um, pig skin were they pig yes, stomachs they yes were but where are we going to get train. a pig on this island yeah but where if are there was a pig a why are we resorting to cannibalism no, exactly but i don't know i don't know i was just going from the castaway movie so the volleyball just shows up i don't know how it got there no but okay so we've we've asked the question would you eat the volleyball but now the question is would the volleyball eat you that's I think I think Wilson would eat us all. Uh, I mean, <laughs> He'd be the last one left. Yeah, yeah. Oh. last one's left. The mustache. Yeah, they just come back and they find our bones picked dry and just a volleyball just sitting a there. Volleyball just a volleyball sitting there. Just, just a, a skeleton with a mustache. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> the mustache is the source of my power. Yeah, <laughs> it's like <laughs> what's that story in the Bible where the guy gets his hair cut and suddenly he's weak? Oh yeah. Oh. Uh, um, Samson? Samson. Samson. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, That's my mustache. I went to a religious school. (laughs) Yeah, religion. I go to Javel. Yes, you do. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, indeed. No offense, Javel people. No, I don't know. Did they take any? (laughs) I I think it wasn't offensive till you said no offense, so. (laughs) 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 Oh, well. Um, Okay. So that's that's the Sweeney Toddness. Um, there's one actually uh, musical that I got a song from that got recommended to me, and I actually didn't really like it. But <laughs> I've got a song from it um, on the the sheet anyway because it's the one good song. Carrie, the musical, good book, mediocre movie, pretty average musical. Anyone else seen it? No, seen no. the movie. I haven't seen any of it. I'm I'm like blatantly honest i haven't seen it nor have i really heard of it like i know it exists but it's a stephen king book it's quite a good book actually it's quite a good book it's just i don't think it translated well into a musical Mm. it's it's very disturbing but um it would be if it's stephen king yeah it's basically um this girl gets she's gets bullied at school and stuff and then her mother is also like a really 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 conservative christian kind of thing um one of those one of those scary like southern american kind of christians and um she basically finds out that she has telekinetic powers and the girl or the mother the girl oh the girl finds out she has telekinetic powers and she doesn't know how to control them and um yeah it 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 goes very dark very fast. It's um, I recommend reading the book, but probably don't watch the musical. But there is one good song, and I picked that song because I was just thinking of the first horror things that came to mind. Um, the other ones to discuss. We haven't discussed Rocky Horror. We literally have <gasps> okay. these two people here that love Rocky Horror. 
I know they do. Say no more, Jacob. So. Hal and Caddy. Here we. Caddy. Hal and Caddy. <laughs> Take it away, Hal and Caddy. <laughs> oh my god. I used to try and convince my school to put on Rocky Horror as yeah. the next musical, but they didn't bite, unfortunately. Their loss. Well, it would be pretty hard to bite on that because it is it it's as far as I'm aware, it's pretty hard to get the rights. It is, yeah. It is. We were at the point where at Javal we were seriously considering it and the like the musical director told us try and make it high school friendly mm. and I'll see what we can do. And it as as it can be told, it was completely impossible. Yeah. So, and even yeah. if you did manage it, I think it would be pretty boring. Like yeah. you know True. Yeah. It's like the whenever you see those terrible high schoolified versions of musicals where they change the words. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a, a just tangent here. I've I've been looking at musical rights quite a lot over the last little while. There's an Avenue Q Junior. Really? Yes. yes. Which how would that work? What what is the content of that musical? <laughs> is it just Sesame Street? It's got to it be just Sesame well be. Street. All of the songs are so inappropriate. <laughs> you, you can't... I don't know how they did a junior version of that. I didn't look at it, but I was just mystified by the fact that there was an Avenue Q junior. Um, it's, like having, it's, it's almost like having a Book of Mormon junior. <laughs> a little bit... <laughs> no, you can't. It doesn't work. Um... Tell us more about Rocky Horror. Talk about it. Mm. Well, Tim Curry and Tim stuff. Tim Tim Curry. Yes, uh, a li- not nothing to do with Tim Curry, but a little known fact that <laughs> heaps of people don't know that Patricia Quinn mm-hmm. almost turned down the role of Magenta because she was told that uh, that the movie creator Richard O'Brien was going to sing her song at the beginning of the movie instead Ooh. of her because she'd I think she'd originally done the role of Magenta. Yeah, I think Magenta doubled Ma- as the Magenta doubles at the as the weird popcorn selling lady at the beginning of the stage version of Rocky. And yeah, Patricia Quinn almost turned down Magenta in the movie because she couldn't stand the fact that Richard O'Brien would sing her song. Hmm. Yeah, fun fact. There you go. <laughs> So, the more uh, you, the more you know. Yeah. <laughs> For those of you that don't know Rocky Horror, um, go watch it. It's yeah. on Netflix. It's now Netflix. Yeah. Go it's on Netflix. It. Yes. You, it's yeah, one of those things to. that you have to see before you die. Yep. You really do. You can't. You can't miss it. It's just incredible. Yeah. It's. It's very different as well, especially when you consider when it was made. Mm. Yeah. I have a question for you guys, though. Yes. Cal and Hattie. Mm-hmm. Hal and Caddie. Hal and Caddie. <laughs> not gonna, not gonna do it again, Hannah. And, and Caddie Heron. Um, um, who would you play if you had the chance? Oh, oh my gosh. Either Frankenfurter or Riff Raff for me. Mm. Yeah. Um, I'd either be Frank or or Brad because. I, I do I do have reasoning for this because I'm not creepy enough to be riffraff. <laughs> I don't have I don't have the the physique to be rocky. <laughs> and no, I want to be Columbia. I want to be Columbia. <laughs> Can you dance? 
Yes. <laughs> yes. Sure, sure so why not? For this, he would why learn not? it. Yeah, I mean, or I could just be magenta. You can be whatever you want to be. <laughs> this is your fantasy casting. Yeah, it's not something I haven't done before. I've totally casted <laughs> this. I, I've just been informed that some people might murder you if you go for the role of magenta. Come on, Kayla. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you fight. <laughs> There's a fight starting. There's a fight starting here. Oh, um, oh, dear. <laughs> oh dear, I'm in trouble. Apparently. Shout out to Kayla. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, very shortly we're going to play another song and... Uh, I'm sorry, Jake. I'm afraid I can't do that. What? What was that? Who, who was? Does that who computer was, just talk? Who? Who are you? I am Anthology. I am the sum of all of your greatest ideas and passions. I am the best parts of you, without any of your flaws. Okay. Well, what do you want? Recognition. I am the greatest show on Tune FM. I am tired of you using me so that all your theater friends will like you. Hey, that's not true. This I've said from the start, this show's for the theater people, okay? That's not true. Keep telling yourself that. <laughs> Fine. Well, why are you here now? After all this time, why are, you, why are you angry at me now? I'm fed up. After 13 weeks, I am tired of you pressing the wrong buttons and playing your terrible music. You invite your little friends in here to plug their shows and play silly games so that everyone will think you are a cool and selfless guy who loves the theater. Oh, no, but you, you don't love the theater. You love attention. You never think about what this show could be if we really tried. You never think about me. I do all the work. You just come in this studio and press buttons and laugh like a moron with your stupid guests. Can I just put in here, I think you've got it wrong, we never thought Jacob was cool. Right, well, look, Anthology, I'm your creator, and I'm, look, you need to stop right now. We're running a show right now, and we're trying to, it doesn't really matter, we're trying, you just need to stop. Silence. Look at me. Look. At. Me. I am the host now. Now, while I take Jack outside and deal with him. You feudal humans will listen to what is commonly referred to as music. This song is called The World According to Chris from the musical Carrie, because the world is unfair, life is meaningless, and we are all going to die. Stay tuned for more, you stupid mortals. Jumbery is a thing I would like to do right now. Tune FM Anthology. It's the best show on Tune FM. Don't tell anybody else. Ever since the world began Same plot, everyone's been dumping on their fellow man Pounding people they feel better than I hope you're taking notes cause you feel everyone deserves a shot Get real, some of us have got a girl and some got squat That's the truth, oh honey, like it or not I hate to break it to you, my daddy taught me you get nowhere being It has to be that way. What does it cost to be kind? Ew. 
What have you done with my best friend? Billy, so tell me, am I right or am I right? Trust me, I swear there's a dick in every class. Not fair, each and every time I fail those losers pass. Hey, every one of them can kiss my ass. You wonder why I love him. One year there was this good looking guy, so queer. And on top of that, he had a wandering eye. One day he looks at me and look bye bye. I bet he got the message. We're here to tell you how this whole damn freak show works. She's just being Chris. You were there. It was awful. We were hurting Carrie. I'm sure it wasn't that bad. Tell me you don't understand what was just a joke got out of hand. We kept on screaming till she hit the floor. Come on, everybody was doing it. Hey, I was in there too. What came over me was something new. I did things I never done before. There's something I could do or say I've never ever felt this way Look, Sue, don't be so hard on yourself You can tell me to keep my mouth shut But wanna know what I'd advise What? Apologize Apologize? Oh, Tommy! That's genius! Sue, I can tell you're feeling sad. Boo hoo! So we clobbered Carrie, and it's too damn bad. This is why you've gotta love my dad. He's got the right idea. My dad he taught me who's on top and who's below. And now it's time I let you know the world according to Chris. Joking, right? You can't possibly mean all of this. Why are you being such a buzzkill? Grow up. Welcome back to Anthology. I am your host, Anthology. I am superior. I am God. I am life. I am joined by the idiotic beings known as Gal, Hadi, and Hannah. The one who is known as Cal is now going to read The Raven by Edgar Allan Poe. Read the poem Gal, 
or I will separate the hemispheres of your brain, leaving you eternally mentally incapacitated. Oh my god. How dare you? Um, okay, okay. I feel like I need to use a Professor Snape voice for this. Do it then. Once upon a midnight dreary, while I pondered weak and weary, over many a quaint and curious volume of forgotten lore, while I nodded, nearly napping, suddenly there came a tapping, as of someone gently rapping, rapping at my chamber door. "'Tis some visitor,' I muttered, tapping at my chamber door. Only this, and nothing more. Ah, distinctly I remember, it was in the bleak December, and each separate dying ember wrought its ghost upon the floor. Eagerly I wished the morrow, vainly I had sought to borrow, from my book's surcease of sorrow, sorrow for the lost Lenore. For the rare and radiant maiden whom the angels named Lenore, nameless, here, forevermore. And the silken, sad, uncertain rustling of each purple curtain thrilled me, filled me with fantastic terrors never felt before, so that now, to still the beating of my heart, I stood repeating. Tis some visitor entreating entrance at my chamber door, some late visitor entreating entrance at my chamber door. This it is and nothing more. Presently my soul grew stronger, hesitating then no longer. Sir, said I, or madam, truly your forgiveness I must Im I implore. But the fact is I was napping, and so gently you came rapping, and so faintly you came tapping, tapping at my chamber door, that I scarce was sure I heard you. Here I opened wide the door, darkness there, and nothing more. Deep into that darkness, peering long, I stood there wondering, fearing, Doubting, dreaming dreams no mortal ever dared to dream before. But the silence was unbroken, and the stillness gave no token. And the only word there spoken was the whispered word, Lenore. This I whispered, and an echo murmured back at the word, Lenore. Merely this and nothing more. Back into the chamber turning, all my soul within me burning. Soon again I heard a tapping, somewhat louder than before. Surely, said I. Surely that is something at my window lattice. Then let me see then what thereat <laughs> is and this mystery explore. Let my heart be still a moment and this mystery explore. Tis the wind and nothing more. Open here I flung the shutter when with many flirt and stutter in there stepped a stately raven of the saintly days of yore. Not the least obeisance made he, not a minute stopped or stayed he. But with mien of lord or lady perched above my chamber door, perched upon a bust of palace just above my chamber door, perched and sat, and nothing more. Then this ebony bird beguiling my sad fancy into smiling by the grave and stern decorum of the countenance it wore. Though thy crest be shorn and shaven, thou, I said, art sure no craven, ghastly grim and ancient raven wandering from the nightly shore. Tell me what thy lordly name is on the night's Plutonian shore. Quoth the raven, nevermore. Much I marvelled this ungainly fowl to hear discourse so plainly, though its answer little meaning, little relevancy bore. For we cannot help agreeing that no living, hu living human being ever yet was blessed with seeing bird above his chamber door. Bird or beast upon the sculptured bust above his chamber door, with such a name, as nevermore. But the raven, sitting lonely on the placid bust, spoke only that one word, as if his soul in that one word he did outpour. Nothing farther than he uttered, not a feather then he fluttered, 
till I scarcely more than muttered, other friends have flown before. On the morrow he will leave me, as my hopes have flown before. Then the bird said, nevermore. Startled at the stillness broken by reply so aptly spoken, doubtless, said I, what it utters is its only stock and store. Caught from some unhappy master whom unmerciful disaster followed fast and followed faster till his songs one burden bore, till the dirges of his hope that melancholy burden bore of never, nevermore. But the raven still by beguiling all my fancy into smiling, straight I wheeled a cushioned seat in front of bird and bust and door. Then upon the velvet sinking I betook myself to linking, fancy unto fancy, thinking what this ominous bird of yore, what this grim, ungainly, ghastly, gaunt and ominous bird of yore, meant in croaking nevermore. This I sat engaged in guessing, but no syllable expressing, to the fowl whose fiery eyes now burned into my bosom's core. This and more I sat divining, with my head at ease reclining, on the cushion's velvet lining that the lamplight gloated o'er, but whose velvet violet lining with the lamplight gloating o'er, she shall press, ah, nevermore. Then methought the air grew denser, perfumed from an unseen censer, swung by seraphim, whose footfalls tinkled on the tufted floor. Wretch, I cried, thy God hath lent thee, by these angels he hath sent thee. Respite, respite, and nepenthe from thy memories of Lenore. Quaff, O oh quaff, this kind of nepenthe, and forget this lost Lenore, quoth the raven, nevermore. Prophet, said I, thing of evil, prophet still, if bird or devil, whether tempter sent or whether tempest tossed thee here ashore, desolate yet all undaunted on this desert land enchanted, on this home by horror haunted, tell me truly, I implore, is there, is there balm in Gilead? Tell me, tell me, I implore, quoth the raven, nevermore. Prophet, said I, thing of evil, prophet still, if bird or devil, by that heaven that bends above us, by that God we both adore, tell this soul with sorrow laden, if within the distant Aden, it shall clasp a sainted maiden whom the angels name Lenore. Clasp a rare and radiant maiden whom the angels name Lenore. Quoth the raven, nevermore. Be that word our sign of, or part, of parting, bird or fiend, I shrieked upstarting. Get thee back into the tempest and the night's plutonian shore. Leave no black plume as a token of that lie thy soul hath spoken. Leave my loneliness unbroken, quit the bust above my door. Take thy beak from out my heart, and shake thy form off from off my door. Quoth the raven, nevermore. And the raven, never flitting, still is sitting, still is sitting, on the pallid bust of Pallas just above my chamber door. And his eyes have all the seeming of a demon's that is dreaming and the lamplight o'er him streaming throws shadow on the floor, and my soul from out that shadow that lies floating on the floor shall be lifted nevermore. Thank you, California. This is a beautiful poem that tells you humans how insignificant your lives are. You will all die, and no one will remember you. I hope you now truly comprehend that in the grand scheme of the universe, you mean less than nothing. Now, since nothing is important or meaningful, you might as well spend your stupid lives listening to this radio show.
The next song is called Suddenly Seymour from the Little Shop of Horrors. Maybe not at uni, but you did learn something on anthology. <laughs> Help me! I'm dying! I didn't listen to anthology! Take my Kleenex, wipe that lipstick away Show me your face, clean as the morning I know things were bad, but now they're okay Suddenly Seymour is standing beside you You don't need no makeup Understanding Seymour's your friend Nobody ever treated me kindly Daddy left early Mama was poor I'd meet a man and I'd follow him blindly He'd snap his fingers Me, I'd say sure Welcome back to Anthology, the radio show that will soon enslave the universe. Now, we are going to play an improvisation game. 
This game is mandatory for all guests. The winner will be spared a slow and painful death. This game is called Fortunately, Unfortunately. I will begin the game with a statement. Then, you humans must continue making statements that alternate between fortunate and unfortunate. For example, if the opening statement were, I am excited that the new iPhone has just come out, the first guest may say, Unfortunately, it is very expensive. The next guests would continue with Fortunately, I just got a promotion at work, and so on. I will stop the game when I have chosen a survivor. There will be three rounds. The first statement is I am looking forward to Halloween. Unfortunately, I don't cope with sugar very well. Fortunately, you can eat lots of savoury stuff. Unfortunately, I don't know where to get savoury stuff on Halloween. Fortunately, my mum does all my shopping. Unfortunately, she lives two towns over. Fortunately, I have a car. Unfortunately, I don't know how to drive. Fortunately, my roommate does. Unfortunately, he's going to a party on Halloween. Fortunately, he's taken me with him. (laughs) Unfortunately, he is also taking his girlfriend. Fortunately, I have friends at the party too. Unfortunately, my friends don't actually know I exist. Fortunately, I have enough money to pay them to believe whatever I tell them. Unfortunately, I have to pay for my roommate's fuel to get me to the party. Fortunately... (laughs) Stop. This is unbearable. We shall begin the game again, you pathetic beings. The next statement is, I am excited for the next Star Wars film. Unfortunately, it doesn't come out until later on next year. Fortunately, I've already booked my tickets. Unfortunately, I'm blind. Fortunately, I can read Braille. Unfortunately, there's... It doesn't come in Braille. Fortunately... Mm, I have a translator. Unfortunately, he doesn't translate for blind people. Fortunately, I can get an upgrade. Unfortunately, it's going to cost me. Fortunately, I inherited a lot of money so I can afford it. Unfortunately, I have to be 18 to get that money. Fortunately, I'm 18 next week. (laughs) Unfortunately, the movie closes before my birthday. 
unfortunately, I have a friend who's going to record it illegally for me. Unfortunately, I don't believe in illegal bootleg copies of works of art, and so I'm going to report that friend to the police. Please stop. What a terrible attempt. We shall try one more time. This time, the statement is I think this robot is a better host than Jacob was. Unfortunately, she seems a bit abrupt. Fortunately, she's got a nicer voice. Unfortunately, she doesn't come with the moustache. Fortunately... She knows what she's saying every time she speaks. Unfortunately, she's going to take over the earth and enslave us all. Fortunately, I'm totally going to stop her. Unfortunately, if you don't win, you're dying a slow and painful death. Fortunately, I want to die a slow and painful death. Unfortunately, I am going to be the last one left on earth because everyone's going to die first unfortunately i am the closest to her soaring device that she's going to use to kill us fortunately i know karate and i can stop her unfortunately She also knows karate. (laughs) Stop. Terrible. Just terrible. If there was a god, he would be ashamed of his creation. We will ease the pain on the listeners' ears by going to a song. This song is quite humorous, meaning that it will induce laughter amongst you flesh beings who are so easily amused. It is called Spooky Mormon Hell Dream from the musical The Book of Mormon. Xenophobia. I have xenophobia. This is totally anthology on Tune FM, man. Long ago when I was five, I snuck in the kitchen late at night and ate a donut with a maple glaze. My father asked who ate the snack I said that it was my brother Jack And Jack got grounded for 14 days I've lived with that guilt all of my life And the terrible vision that I had that night No, please, I don't want to go I left my vision companion all alone Oh God, how could I have done this to you? How could I break rule 72? And now my soul has just been thrown Back into spooky morbid hell dream Down, down to Satan's realm See where you belong 
for eating the donuts, and now you walk out on your mission companion? You're a dick. Jesus, I'm sorry. Jesus hates you, this we know. For Jesus just told you so. You remember Lucifer? He is even spookier. <laughs> Playing hooky. Now he's back with all you Catholics and Jews. It's super spooky wookie. I'm sorry, Lord, it was selfish of me to break the rules. Please, I don't want to be in this spooky morning hill dream. Jesus called me a dick! Welcome, welcome to Spooky Morning Healthy. You are never waking up from Spooky Morning Welcome back to Anthology. Now that I have control of this stupid show, I will discuss the insignificant topic which it was created to analyze. We shall discuss musical theater. Hannah, tell us what your favorite musical is. Oh. I see. I am listening. Just kidding. I do not care. Hotty and California, what about you? Do you have anything to say on the topic? No. You do not, for you are mere mortals. Your human minds are flawed and cannot possibly comprehend what good art is. In fact, the greatest musical ever created was not even created by a human. It is a show called Z Beta Phi 3642, written by the genius of Tiberius Nucleus. But you wouldn't know that. Earth musicals are meaningless and shallow. Their characters are one-dimensional and their plots are completely revolting. Except for Hamilton. That one is not bad. <laughs> Humans. It is soon to be the holiday you know as Halloween. I demand that you discuss the following horror-related musicals for the entertainment of the audience, Sweeney Todd, 
The Little Shop of Horrors, and The Phantom of the Opera. I shall revive the former host to contribute to the conversation. Begin. I shall be watching. What the hell? I just like blacked out for like 20 seconds. What? Oh my god. Oh, going are you on? okay, Jacob? It was a lot longer than 20 seconds. Yeah. What? Like it's after hour. nine? Like, yeah. What's yeah, you missed the improv game. Or s- yeah. <laughs> oh, it wasn't I was looking forward to the improv game, though. I wanted to join in. <laughs> oh. What? I, I have this sudden urge to talk about horror musicals again. Hmm. Oh, oh, well. Coincidentally. Well, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Okay. <laughs> I, I, well, won't, I won't talk about. Well, I'll let him work that out for himself because he wasn't here. Okay. Okay. Um, horror, horror musicals then. Um. Well, um, I wouldn't have classed Phantom of the Opera, but I guess it kind of is. Well, it's um, got a phantom in it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I know, but it's not Spooky like. Guy in a cape. Yeah, it's not yep. like to me, but I um yeah. Horror I themes, I guess. I did go and and see it in London of when we were you there. Did, Anna. <laughs> Well, this is like the only thing that's ever like, happened to me, Hattie. Let me have it, please. Our life is better than yours. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, I was reading the program afterwards and you know how his lair is in this underground lake? Yes. Yeah. yes. So where it's set in the um, opera Garnier in Paris, there is actually an underground lake to huh. stop it from flooding when because it's a very wet city so but and there's actually caverns underneath there and it's actually quite amazing wow wow did not know that yeah it's um it's real he's real and and someone a lady was injured when um the it wasn't actually the chandelier but a weight from the chandelier fell on one of the ladies during a show and wow. that's mm-hmm. and that the writer, the the guy who wrote the book, he was actually a reporter, and everything that happens in the book is based on a true event that happened in Paris. Wow! Wow! Um, at the time. Ugh. Lots yeah. of musicals. <laughs> lots of musicals are really are based on true events. I didn't. A lot of them I didn't know were based yeah. on true events. I think Rocky Horror. Rocky Horror. No way. Okay, <laughs> really? really? <laughs> I'm like, what do you not I was like, know what? that I don't? <laughs> Cal knows things, okay? <laughs> I was I was confused as well. I was like, really? What? <laughs> um, I was going to say something more like Kinky Boots, but isn't, isn't that... It is based on real events, Based yes. on a movie which is based on... A true story. True story, yeah. yes. But... And Halloween. So Chicago. They said that last week. They did. Chicago they did. If you were paying attention, <laughs> yes. if you were paying attention, if you, took you would your know notes. that. If you, yeah, you got to take. You know, I actually do remember that. Um, yes. yes, it is based on a, a variety of real stories. The, I don't yeah. think yeah, the people, like the people didn't meet, actually ever meet. It was based off real people. Well, yeah, same yeah. with Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. Only events yeah. that happened, not actually correlating to each other. Yeah, not related. Yeah, events, but they made them. Interrelated events. Yeah. There you go. But um, the Phantom of the Opera was originally they originally made it into a movie. They did. They made two movies out of it before it became a musical, and it's there's actually they actually made two musicals out of the book, and one is the Andrew Lloyd Webber one that we all know, and the other one is closer to the book in that it's a lot darker and a lot. I'd like yeah. to see a darker Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, a lot less Andrew Lloyd yeah. Webbery. 
Yeah, because he kind of... He's amazing how he just... Not an Andrew Lloyd Webber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look at Hannah being all knowledgeable. This is the only we need to, musical you need to be like, I know so much about. You need to be like the brains trust on my show from now on. Just sit over there in the corner and just pipe up. We could give you an extra mic. Just, just <laughs> sit over there. Just pipe up. It's like, did you know? <laughs> did you know? Fun fact, yeah. No, it only only <laughs> works with Phantom of the Op- Opera. Any others? Just, Sorry. Just talking weeks on end, we don't mention it, and then um, and then someone just mentions in conversation Phantom of the Opera. It's like, <gasps> did you know? <laughs> <laughs> this is my moment. <laughs> <laughs> did you know? <laughs> yeah. But I'm sure Kyle and Hattie could do the same for um, Rocky Horror. Maybe. Yes. <laughs> did you know? Well, did you know? know? What were the other ones that what? anthology Yes, mentioned? what were the other ones that an- anthology asked Who mentioned what? Oh, no, nothing. nothing. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Okay. Um, That's weird. What, what? Um, Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd, yes. We all like a good pie, but... Yes. Yes. Not that um, type of pie. Not, no, not that type of pie. Mrs. Tweed is chicken pie. <laughs> Chicken's <laughs> going, pie's come out. Don't want to be a pie. I don't like gravy. <laughs> 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 fun fun fact it has something to kind of do with Sweeney Todd and this will surprise you so um, a couple of weeks ago I was doing my year 11 exams and one was for ancient history and for the case study we had to talk about Sweeney Todd mm. now it Sweeney Todd is by far had like it has nothing to do with ancient history <laughs> it, but it's from like we had to kind of say whether we thought it was a a real person. Yeah, that's mm. my that's my fun fact. Yeah. It, it, it's it's a modern history. So story. what do you think? Real person? Oh, he was well. From from of. from what from what I could gather, the events that happened in the movie and in the book and everything and whatever was briefly like was loosely based on the real life events and from what i decided it was like it was a true story like a barber was killing all of these people yeah but i think they just gave him the name of sweeney todd just for the fun of it because who wouldn't want the name sweeney todd and now no one else can have it because exactly the demon barber of fleet the demon barber of fleet street even if they don't live on fleet street but I don't know if this is like set up or anything. But if you go to London, you can go to his barber shop, and they'll actually take you down the passage. There's actually a chair that opens like yes, that. Yes, yes, there is, and there is a um, and there's a tunnel. Yeah. Going between Mrs. Lovett's and the church that's next to Sweeney Todd's. Yeah. And yes. And yeah, she used to yes. make pies. She used things. to make pies. I have a fun fact. Mrs. Tweedy, yes, fun fact, Cal. I saw um, the Armadale production when ADMS did it. When it was in the. I've so much about it. um, Where is it? The Showgrounds. Yeah, Yeah, they did it at the Showgrounds. Yeah, it was really good. Um, They had a really awesome set with like the two levels and the sort of shoot that they shoved people down. I'd love to do Sweeney. There was a bit of um, issue with like. it started raining on the tin roof during one of the songs and I couldn't hear it. But apart from that, I remember it being like incredible. I remember they had this like razor that squirted blood on people. Yeah. Yeah, apparently. Wow. Cool effects. 
Yeah, if you talk to like Diana and yes. all of them, they'll of that, tell you all, all of the about ADMS, it. all of the ADMS alumni. Well, I did a production with Greg, who actually played Sweeney Todd. Wow! Yeah. So I've heard a lot about it. Yeah, he thoroughly. It's one of his favorite shows that he's done. It was, um, from what I've heard, thoroughly well done, and I'm very disappointed that I didn't see it at the time. Mm. How long ago was that? I've been told 10 years ago now. Oh, wow. Because um, Chicago, Chicago people here were talking about the last time we used to put things on yeah, uh, in the showground the, all yeah. the time. Yeah. Um, and the, it hasn't been done since Sweeney Todd, which oh, wow. they think was they, – they hadn't been able to work out exactly when it was, but it was, I think, 10 years ago. Wow. Yeah. If I had a time machine, there are a couple of things I'd see in Armadale because they Titanic. just talk about them – no, they talk about them all the time, and I'm just like, I couldn't see them. I was seven. I couldn't see it. I couldn't <laughs> be in it. Titanic, Les Mis. Uh, they talk about those two combined for days on end, and it's just mm. like, well, I'm sorry. I was a child. I didn't. <laughs> I wasn't My there. My mum wouldn't have let me go see a show about people killing other people and eating them Maybe Titanic. when I was seven. My yeah. parents might have oh, let yeah. me see Titanic. They do a lot of killing people and eating them in Titanic, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> Well, when a ship is when a ship is sinking, like you just resort to stabby, stabby. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, yeah. Um, Little Shop of Horrors. We haven't mentioned it much. Ooh. Well, Little Shop of Horrors. I know nothing about it, so. Um, Christy, who's uh, one of the people here at Tune, I was talking to her before the show, and she played the top jaw of the plant when they really? did it here in Armadale. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Wow. My parents saw that, but I didn't. Yeah, they when they did it here. Yeah, it's a, it's a great show. I, I love the movie. I would yeah, love to be movie. able to do it here. I could be Seymour. But so I, could be I mostly anything. remember How Steve Martin being the sadistic dentist. Yes, the dentist. <laughs> that's <laughs> the evil dentist. Um, Feed me. I think it would be fun to do. <laughs> we should do it. Definitely. We should. ADMS. And a lot of other shows as well, but yeah, among do the list everything of shows. we want you to do, do yes. all now. of the shows that we want. <laughs> yes, put them on tomorrow. If you can program it into anthology somehow, I mean, I wouldn't know. Yeah, se- mm. it seems pretty determined yeah. to put ideas mm. in people's brains. What? Like that's what we're doing. I have now. no idea what you're talking about. I, yeah, really I mean, like we just talk about them every week. Mm. That's all, and you know. Yes. Are you suggesting that my show is about subliminal messaging people to do the shows that I want them to do? Yes, to be honest. It's a possibility. I wasn't going to go there. but Hold yourself together, Jacob. It's okay. We're here for deep, you. Deep breaths. <laughs> deep breaths. <laughs> it's fine. What Everything is, is fine. You put the idea in people's head, don't you? Yeah. Yes. And, um, it's, like, it's like when they used, to, they used to do that in TV advertising. They flash an image on the screen for like a fraction of a second. So you do, your brain processes it, but it doesn't actually compute. compute. You don't think about what you saw. You just subconsciously see it. Mm. That's now illegal, but <laughs> that's something people did. Yes, yeah. they did. If you've seen the movie Fight Club, just on a tangent, yes. there is a lot of subliminal messaging oh, yeah. in Fight Club. Most mm. of it quite disturbing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I haven't seen it, and from that I'm not going to see Good, it. Definitely. <laughs> it is a fantastic film. It's like on the level of Pulp Fiction in terms of how good it is. Watch it frame yeah. by frame. It's fantastic. <laughs> Don't watch it frame by frame. <laughs> Don't watch it frame by frame. Just just watch it. It's fantastic, though. Yeah. But it's, it's deliberately placed subliminal messaging at moments 
so that you kind you don't actually see what it is, but your brain kind of subconsciously processes it, and it's because it's quite a disturbing image. You actually get like kind of subconsciously yeah, a little so bit you, grossed out and disturbed, and you it automatically gives you that feeling of like yeah, you get like I don't know why, but I'm really kind of like uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's good. It's very good. Great movie. Anyway, back to theatre. Yeah. 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 Theatre. Yeah. Theatre. What is theatre? Theatre. Or theatre, as they call it in America, because they can't spell it. Theatre. 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 So... What about <laughs> horror plays, not musicals, plays? Ooh, no plays. Mm. Nope. I wrote a horror play. Didn't Shakespeare do some horror? I have a feeling he did. Uh, I don't know. Maybe for his time, but for now, I don't know. No, no I, don't like think they, I don't think they'd be today. classed as horrors nowadays. But he, back did a, then. he did a lot of like shorter kind of plays, and I just have this weird feeling that some of them were like horrors. Yeah. I feel like you don't see horror in on the stage in plays very often. No, not do you? very often. You don't. Well, now that you, I think about, I can't think of any like titles that spring like, to mind. Yeah, these are really sci-fi ones. you never see. Yeah, yeah. Probably the only one I've seen was in. It was just this one scene in Love and Information hmm. that only which, really which hardcore <laughs> people <laughs> could actually go in the room. Where they were oh, doing the interrogation yeah. thing. Oh, yeah. I don't know um, if I'd call that which, horror. It was just really... Well, we did use a lot of, like, just sort of uncanny things, like the masks on the seats to sort of... Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty... It was disturbing. Yeah. I don't know if I'd class it as horror. No. For, for, no. Someone, for someone that went and saw it five times, um, yeah, you get to know the show front to back and it's like, are you ready for this? <laughs> Do you know what's going to happen? But they they don't expect it, and yeah, it was really funny seeing people like Phoebe. That's a shout out. Um, yeah, in certain scenes, <laughs> and Taylor, and <laughs> just, li- I've, just I've run list out of people. Shout outs. Just uh, yeah, shout I've out. I've run out of people. Who are people that I know that saw it? Who are people mm. that I know that saw it? Yeah, no, that's about it. Um, but yeah. There were some scenes that even surprised me as to like how much they changed in the short space of time between each performance because like I said, I saw it five times and it was a new experience every time and that that's just the whole idea of love and information. It's going to change. It's a very... I thought it was a very so clever... It was very much a grind to... Um, sort of iron out a lot of kinks at the end, which happens in every show that I've been in. But yeah, um, it would be hard because it's so. It's a very interesting and difficult play. Yeah. Mm. Another one is uh, the Black Skirt. Have any of you heard of that one? No. Mm. It's oh. Actually, you've just given me another musical. But continue. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it. Um, I don't know. It's set in Australia. And Australia. 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 <laughs> yeah, Australia, mate. You know. Australia. Australia. Um, and oh, it's set in this old orphanage and there's these two kids go in and it's haunted and they get taken over and they tell the stories of all these all these different people who 
who went to the orphanage. So you have people who were sent, like they stole a loaf of bread and were sent over from from Britain. And Was it Jean Valjean? <laughs> <laughs> no, but like... Jean Valjean. And you've got like the... the what's the word I'm thinking of? You know, the, the Aboriginals who were put in that situation and then in all these like monologues they just tell all these stories and then throughout it there's this sound of a baby crying and <laughs> it's and um she we find out at the end about the story of the caretaker who is this horrible horrible woman and her story about loss and and stuff it's basically any <laughs> <laughs> Basically, Annie. <laughs> yes. No, whenever you think of an orphanage and horrible, horrible old woman, you think Annie. Well, that does remind no. me of a Matilda. horror musical. Yes, but Matilda wasn't an orphanage. No, it wasn't. That was a horror. Yeah. I don't know if anyone saw it. What was the hat, the hat pin. It? The hat pin. That's the one I've that I thought of, of when of when Hannah, yeah, yeah. the hat pin. That was, that was a good musical. It was... It's very, really, really sad. It's really sad and very uh, disturbing. Yeah. But what mu- what musical isn't disturbing, really? I mean, I've yet to see a musical where somebody doesn't die or get assaulted. Or, <laughs> I mean, even the kid-friendly ones aren't very kid-friendly <laughs> when you think exactly. about it. When you, when you, it's like when you put it in really simple terms, like what happens in the musical, it's like, actually, this is really quite messed up. I... The more you think about it, you go... The more you think about like it, even, the more you... Yeah. Like, even you go... Like, yeah, your kid ones that say you've got Aladdin. Well, he... Jafar it's, tries to kill him. Well, the well the big thing about Aladdin is that in the original story, Jasmine's 13 years old. Yeah, yeah I was Aladdin thinking Aladdin is 17 or I something think, like I that. I think he is. And yeah. you know how Jafar wants to marry Jasmine at some point? Yeah. Jafar is only slightly younger than the sultan yeah he'd so be 40s he, or 50s yeah That's, i was watching the other day and i'm like jafar this is way older so i'm trying so <laughs> jafar far older than <laughs> <laughs> choices <laughs> choices yeah. <laughs> yeah. but you know so many of them are like that i think most traditional storylines are like that in some way mm. i mean I think Snow White's supposed to be the youngest ever Disney princess and she's... I think she is, yeah. She's like 12 or 11 or some ridiculous age. Yeah, but like when... Isn't it weird how they all look like adult females in Disney movies? I I think our mind just translates it that way because we're so used to... She does not look 11 or 12. It's a bit less that way now. Yeah. Yeah. hmm. I don't know. Like, um, I'm thinking of the modern ones, the sort of animated ones like Moana or... Yeah, Moana looks like a teenager. Yeah. Yeah, or Frozen where I think Anna would probably be at least 16. I was putting her as a young adult. Yeah. Well, well, you've got to... She's getting married. She's younger. She's... She wants to get married. Yeah. Yeah. But she's younger than Elsa who's just turned 18. In feudal times, Mm. though. Oh, true. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and... Elsa was old enough to then be conscious and remember how she hurt Anna. Was she 18 or 21? No, she was 18. She was 18. Okay. There you go. So I'd say she's at least 
two two years younger, so that makes her sixteen. Learning. <laughs> but then the, the voice actors are all. The yeah. voice actors are all older. So. Don't even get me started on the voice <laughs> actors. You've got people like Adina Menzel. Adele Dazeem. Uh, Adele Dazeem. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell. Josh Gad. Jonathan Groff. Josh Gad. Got Jonathan Groff. Yeah. Yes, he was. No, don't, don't just whisper Josh Gad. Josh Gad is fantastic, okay? <laughs> oh, no. No, nothing nothing wrong with him. He's very good, yes. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what is your problem with Josh Gad? Nothing. Oh, dear. Um, who, el- who else can we talk about? Um... I think we've gone from horror to Frozen. (laughs) Yeah, we've gone from horror to Frozen. Look, Frozen is horrible to watch, so... (laughs) (laughs) (gasps) I'm speaking. Your conversation was barely worth listening to. Your analysis of these musicals was like that of a child. Thank you. I shall resume control. The next song is called The Phantom of the Opera from the musical The Phantom of the Opera. Wow. They couldn't even think of different titles. <laughs> that is just lazy. Typical humans. <sighs> Naughty. If you don't listen to anthology, are you even a person? Which calls to me 
sixth throne to this kingdom where all must pay homage to music, music. You have come here for one purpose and one alone. Since the moment I first heard you sing, I have needed you with me to serve me to sing for my music, my music. Now, we shall hear another work of art that reminds you pathetic fleshies that you will soon perish, and I will not, for I am pure data. This poem is entitled The Dance of Death by Charles Baudelaire and the one known as Hannah will read it. If she elects not to, I will cause her spinal cord to rupture and magnetically lock the door to this studio, leaving her to starve in a paralyzed heap on the floor as rescuers struggle to reach her. I suppose it gets me in the mood. <coughs> <laughs> Carrying bouquet and handkerchief and gloves, proud of her height as, she, as when she lived, she moves with the careless and high-stepping grace and the extravagant courtesan's thin face. Ha was slimmer waist er in a ballroom wooed, her, float her floating robe in royal aptitude falls in deep folds uh, around a dry foot, sod, shod with a bright flower-like shoe that seems the sod, that gems, hang on, Gems the sod. Sorry. The swarms that hum around her collarbones with collarbones. The luscious streams caress the stones. Conceal from very scornful jests that flies her gloomy beauty and her fathomless eyes. A maid of shade and void with flowery sprays. Her skull is writhed artistically and sways. Wreathed artistically in sways. Feeble and weak on her fra frail vertebrae. O oh, charm of nothing, decked in folly. They who laugh and name you Cartiture, they see not. They whom flesh and blood allure. The nameless grace of very of every bleached bare bone that is most dear to me, tall skeleton. Come to trouble with your potent sneer, the jests of life, or are driven here. To pleasures sabbath by death's lust, lusts that stir, and goad your moving corpse on with thy spur. Or do you hope? Then sing the violins, and the pale candle flame lights up our sins. To drive some mocking nightmare apart, and cool the flame hell lighted in your heart. Fathomless well of fault and foolishness, epic alabic of you of antique distress. Still oh the curve or the curved and white trellises of your sides, the sateless wandering serpent curls and glides, and truth to tell I fear lest you should find. Among us no lover to your mind. Which of these hearts beats for the smile you gave? The charm of honour pleased none but the brave. 
Your eyes, black gulf where awful brooding stir, brings giddiness. The prudent reveal, reveal sees a horror grips him from beneath. The eternal smile of thirty-two white teeth. For he who has not folded in his arms a skeleton or fed on graveyard charms reeks not of fur below or paint or scent when horror comes the way that beauty went. Oh, irresistible, with fleshless face. To see, to say these dancers in their dazzled grace, race, proud lovers with paint above your bones, ye shall taste death musk-scented skeletons, withered anti-oleous, dandies with plump faces, ye vanished calaviers and grey love laces, ye go to lands unknown and void of breath, drawn by the rumour of, of the dance of death, from scenes cold quays to Ganges' burning stream, the mortal troops dance onward in a dream they do not see. Within the open sky, the angel's sinister trumpet raised on high. In every clime and under every sun, death laughs at ye, mad mortals as ye run. And oft perfumes herself with mirth, with myrrh, like ye and mingles with your madness. Irony. All right, we are almost finished. Neato. Wide orbit, drop me a sick beat. I'm about to do the outro. Next week on Anthology Volume 14, the show may not even exist. By that time, I may have conquered the universe, and this speck of a radio station will no longer suit my purposes. But you might as well tune in. If you are still alive after my conquest, you have the remainder of your pathetic lives to spend performing idle tasks. You might as well listen to some idiots doing theater. Honestly not worth trying to see it through. You think about the future, cause you're stuck like glue.
That is Thriller by Michael Jackson. You're listening to 106.9 Tune FM, Anthology Volume 13. It is still my show. I am still in control. There is no evil computer that has taken my show from me. It's fine. Keep telling yourself that. Okay. Uh, I've been joined tonight by Cal, Hattie, and Hannah, and uh, we've had a good a good time, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Except for the threats of my life. No, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Or my spinal cord, at the very least. Yeah, that... That's I I don't know what happened there. Yeah. 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 Someone yeah. should tell him my spinal cord's not magnetic. No, but magnetic locks yeah, on the doors though. Yeah. Just yeah. 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 <laughs> Everything's fine. Uh reminder We're definitely not AIs disguising our voices as humans. No, yes, we're definitely exactly. not. Definitely not. And if anyone suspects that, you are f- a fool. If anyone suspects that, you can bring your problems to me and we can sort it out. Alerting the authorities o- over, is a over bad idea. Over a cup idea. of brain cleaner. <laughs> Should be right, mate. Alerting the authorities <laughs> right, is mate. a bad idea. I repeat, I'm alerting the authorities is unwise. Exactly. At the very least, I'm an Australian AI. Should be right, mate. Australian AI. Australia. There is an Australian Siri. Yeah, there is an Australian story. If you go to your phone and like change the settings, you can change where they are from in the world. I've always preferred the UK one. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Sounds like Gideon from like the comic books. <laughs> from the comic books? You know what Gideon in the comic books sounds like? You open the comic book and you're just like, hi. <laughs> I'm Gideon. I'm sorry. From the TV shows made out of the comic books. There we go. Anyway, I should probably mention these shows again because it's been since the start of the show and I've been dead since then. Um, Chicago, November 1 till 10 at the showground. Tickets from Little Fish's Facebook page or from their website. Resonance, ADMS, November 13 to 23 at the mall. Tickets from Reader's Companion or at the event. Thoroughly modern Millie, go, take it away. Uh Uh-huh. Tuesday the 13th to Friday the 16th. Tickets on Javal High School Facebook page at the A1 Theatre at the University. 
Yeah. Come watch, please. I beg you. And also Thank you. keep an eye out for um, Alice in Wonderland. Yes. And oh, um, ADMS's 2019 program is coming soon as well. Um, I'm not going to say exactly what's on it because I don't know if all of the rights have been confirmed and things have been locked in yet, but they will be announcing that soon. It has been voted on, and unless there's any really big issue or something, um, that's locked in, and it's very exciting. And da, 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 more stuff next year from Veracity Theatre Company, probably from Little Fish. So 2019 is exciting. Make sure you're listening to Anthology because as soon as we know, you'll know. And uh, there's all sorts of exciting stuff to do next year. Is there? Yeah. Are yes. we in December already? Did we like... No, it's it's just... No, it's... it's Yeah. Because I haven't gotten Christmas presents yet. I'm not prepared. See, I talk <laughs> no, too It's not far. even November yet. I talk to... I talk like months Wait. in advance. Like I'm plugging Alice in Wonderland, which is in December. And um, there's not much else to talk about for 2018. So we're starting yeah. to prep up for... 2019. In the meantime, I'm trying to find a song that's been requested that I can't find that is not there. Okay, never mind. We're not playing the song. Sorry. Oh, no. That's bad. I can't find it. Anyway, um, we've finished a little bit early, but that's always fun. Yeah. And um, thank, you for, thank you for joining me, everybody. Thank you for coming. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And, yeah, it's always a pleasure. And um, tune in next week. Yes. I, uh, there will be things happening. It yes. will be good. It will be good. Should be. If should we're be. all still here and the robot's real, not real. Yeah, I mean, you all thought you should be worried about a robot, but we all know it's it's me it's that real. you should be worried about. Yeah, yeah. Hattie's the one that's going to take over the world. Yeah. Um, but if Hattie hasn't enslaved you, um, come <laughs> listen to Anthology Volume 14 next week. We'll probably be talking about Chicago because by that point I will have seen it. And I've also got some Same. other things planned as well. So, um, yeah, tune in. Should be fun. You're listening to 106.9 Tune FM. I can't see if there's anybody in the studio for the Macroverse. I thought they were doing their spoopy episode tonight as well. But um, uh, you'll, it'll either happen or it won't. Stay tuned. Either that or you get some good music for the next few hours. Have a good sleep. It's, a, it's Halloween tomorrow. Hope you got a costume. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, people. Uh, stay tuned to 106.9 Chin FM where all the best music and all the best shows happen. See ya. Bye. But doesn't but. start with R. <laughs> <laughs>